warm welcome to all the viewers of this podcast. I have the privilege of speaking to somebody who is very dear to me. She is a very sensitive soul, a young student trying to find her way into what career she wants to pursue. I have had a bit of interaction with her as a writer. She has been sharing some of her stuff with me. I find her uh, extremely sensitive and uh, it's a joy to be speaking to her today. Please welcome Kushi. Hi. Uh, thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Kushi? Uh, what are you studying? What are you intending to do? So, yes, thank you so much, Uncle, for inv inviting me. I did my bachelor's in psychology and philosophy last year, and I'm planning to do my master's this year in psychology. Oh, okay. Why psychology? Why psychology? I mean, it's very interesting subject. When I joined it, it was not, I mean, I didn't hear from anyone that they are going to do psychology in future. Everyone in my family was doing science. No one took arts. So it was like I wanted to explore that field. I wanted to explore art as in that's why I took psychology. Uh, luckily for you, the topic that I've decided in this youth series that I'm doing uh, for the letter E is emotions. Uh, okay, first question. Do you think your generation is far too sensitive to everything? Mm, yes. To uh, extend, it is very, it is very sensitive. Our generation is very sensitive. So, uh, could you explain any anything that comes to mind in terms of an example? That something has happened where you thought that either you or somebody else could have handled it more uh, in a more balanced so, manner. So I so by sensitive I meant that our generation cannot, you know, cannot listen. They don't have, uh, how can I say? Patience with Hello. criticism. Yes. They don't have patience to listen. I mean, they are very in, uh... sorry. I cannot. Eager. Ah, no problem. They are very eager to get an answer, quick answer, is it? Yes, yes. Eager and they cannot, you know, if an authority is speaking something, they cannot, you know. Uh, fair enough. It happens to all of us. I think uh, in the when I work with clients, I listen to clients as if they are the best authority, even though if I may have a different point of view at times. Been 25 years into writing and still that thing happens. And sometimes you think that this guy is not speaking. Uh, or does not have a right view about this subject, but I have to listen because they are going to pay me and I have to uh, do what they ask me to. So that is fair enough. So when you say this generation, this generation, I uh, there is a condition for uh, all guests on the podcast, if possible, that we personalize and share examples that we have experienced rather than generalize and give given the idea is to create empathy for ourselves, for others. So do you think 
you are also too sensitive? Do you think that you belong to the new generation in that sense as well? Or do you have a better point of view? Yes, I am very sensitive. I do belong to that generation. <laughs> so, do because you whenever... Yeah. Sorry? Please, please. Yeah, because when I was younger, whenever my teacher used to, you know, not scold, but they used to say something in very, in very harsh, but I couldn't take it. I used to cry a little. Okay. And maybe, yes. From there, from there, there onwards, I think I was sensitive a little too much. Uh, okay, I may have a different point of view. I do not know what you're referring to, but you did introduce yourself as somebody who picked up arts and is pursuing a new line of thought. Now, that takes a lot of bravery. Somebody with a thin skin would not be able to uh, handle the criticism if you failed or you didn't succeed. But it doesn't seem to have stopped you. You have taken the decision when it mattered. What is your state of mind? Actually, we will come to that. We will also talk about it. But in the end, irrespective of the state of mind and other hesitation that you had, you have decided that you're going to do this. So do you want to reconsider your sensitive part? Maybe some part of you is, I don't know. Do you want to re-look re at this from the point of view that I mentioned? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't reconsider it. I don't, I am sensitive. I would agree to definitely 100%. Hmm. But being sensitive and taking those choices are two different things, I think so. How? It does, uh, because sensitivity, I think I was sensitive, that's why I chose psychology to help people who are sensitive. True. Yes. So, so, well, it is a brave decision. You could have just stayed sensitive and cried whenever something went wrong or you have actually used your weakness as a strength and that strikes to me as somebody who learned to balance herself out. Do you think that makes sense? Yes. The reason why I'm putting this across is because when I speak to my own kid or other kids, um, my kid is quite an extrovert. I don't have to think too much about what she thinks. She tells it to me. <laughs> like it is sometimes too much. I would rather that <laughs> we could uh, relax and... Uh, what I have to teach her most times is relax and be patient with yourself before you form a point of view. Uh, but in your case or other people who are a little introverted or sensitive, I push them to express themselves. It is not necessarily a good or a bad thing. Being sensitive to me is a very good thing because you, I would like to think that I am sensitive. That is why I am able to hold a podcast week after week and talk to people of different, uh, coming from different backgrounds and talking about different subjects and relating to them on a genuine level if possible. So far, I do not know about the success of the numbers and all, but people who come on the podcast have never regretted coming and talking to me on camera. Some of them were reluctant to start with, and uh, but yet they have been very happy to talk to me once, once they've had that chat. Uh, again, 
I want to ask you, do you want to see sensitivity as a strength or would you stick to what you just said? Right? No, I'm sensitive and those are two different things. No, I, now I think sensitivity is a strength, but when I was a child, like when I was in school, I used to think that it was my biggest weakness, but I think sensitivity ta taught me many things, not to form any conclusion about things, Mm. Not to, you know, not to be so biased towards things. You have to take everything in consideration. What if somebody called you indecisive instead of that? The fact that you are giving it time, somebody may say, "Oh, you don't take decisions. You are hesitant to take decisions." How would you explain your point of view? Indecisive. I don't take time to make decisions, so I wouldn't be called indecisive. Okay. And sensitivity and indecisive, I think so they are different terms, right? Yeah. How are they connected? No. So, for example, you say uh, you said that you have to consider all um, all the surrounding areas of thought regarding any decision that you take. Now that also takes time. That takes patience. That takes a lot of understanding. Just because you're sensitive, you don't arrive at the answer immediately. Sometimes. No, by that, by that time, and when you know, in when when I was a child, when teacher used to tell me something, I used to be very biased. Why did they say that to me? Hmm. But now I would think that okay, she had a point. Maybe I was doing something wrong. So in that way, I'm telling. Okay. How does that help your confidence or does it lead to lack of confidence? Uh, it did build my confidence. It helps How? Yes. How? How I would say. So if somebody is put down, so if I were to tell, oh, you look like this, specs don't look good on you, or this t-shirt is not good, or why are you hesitating to speak on camera, if I put you down, and you have a point of view, it's not that you are, you don't have answers to all these questions. You may have an answer, I like this t-shirt, I choose glasses like this because it suits my temperament or what I want to portray myself as, anything, you would have an answer. Not necessarily mm -hmm. that you will say that answer. So my question is, how does it affect your confidence? I mean, I wouldn't mind them telling me that thing. I would not care about their opinions anymore now. Now mm -hmm. that I know. So you are saying knowing yourself is a good answer to uh, such kind of uh, yes. open-ended statements that other people might make. Yes. Okay. How do you express yourself? You seem a person of very little words, but whatever little I have worked with you uh, in terms of uh, whatever writing assignments we tried. And, uh, what is it that you find is your core strength? Like, what is Kushi? As you said, express through writing only. I'm a girl of very few words. I don't speak very much. If there is a stranger, I'm, I will be the last one to introduce myself as a person. 
How would I describe myself? Hmm. Again, I am I am I am sensitive. I'm an introvert. Um, I'm a girl with few words, but who writes a lot. Do you think this can change? Because at some point, whatever you write, if you want to present to the world or use it in your career or or maybe make a point at some point of time. Yeah. Yeah. For example, because you're a student, what I remember from my student days is sometimes uh, I remember in my college, uh, there was this elocution competition, debates, and my teacher was very fond of me. Um, he he insisted that I participate. I wasn't too interested. But at that point, if you have a teacher whose favorite you are and you have to go out and stand up on stage, um, the problem was also that I had a very strong point of view. I landed up saying things that he did not like. <laughs> uh, so that is what I remember from that episode. But there was once I decided I was going to stand up, I there was no stage fright or nothing. So uh, are you doing something about this being sensitive and introverted? Because finally, sometimes, at least in the field that I am, you have to justify why you wrote what you wrote. Um, there is an agency in between. There are clients, uh, you know, clients with strong opinions. They know their subject better than I do. But I also have a point of view. And I will put down that this is what I was thinking and this is why I'm doing it. Sometimes it's also how much I'm going to charge for it and why am I charging for it. And, so everything requires me to speak up. So uh, how do you intend to uh, fortify yourself, if I were to say? You can stay sensitive inside, but the world will demand that you um, engage with them constantly if you intend to do this. So if I, when I told you I'm a girl of few words, I didn't mean, I mean, when I have to justify myself, I will justify myself. It's not like I will stay quiet. So that thing is uh, different. Okay. But speaking on my own, I mean, if I had to speak on my own, I would not speak so much. But, you know, if someone is going to take my opportunity, I'm going to speak. Okay. So what about, okay, I'm making you speak up here, thinking of questions, provoking you with things that will make you speak up. And if I understand mm. correctly, your subject that you've chosen will require you to do something mm. similar. Isn't it? That you will have to sit with yeah. patients or uh, people having mental health issues or issues like those, whatever, issues of the mind. You will help them to open up. So unless you are the one who is provoking them in a manner where they they are able to open themselves up with your kind of issue that you have, that you are sensitive and you don't, you are a person of few words, which you keep repeating a couple of times. Um, how do you think you will resolve this? Just studying is not going to help you. Tomorrow you are going to become a whatever, psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever it is that they call. Uh, I think you were called a psychologist. Right? Psychiatrist is a more medical field. Yeah. 
So if I am coming to you and you don't speak and I don't speak, I go um, in my problem a little more worse than <laughs> I started. How do you intend to resolve that issue? How will you make me speak? Um, you for being a psychologist, you don't have to speak so much. You have to be sympathetic. You have to be empathetic, and you have to be a good listener. So I think I have those two qualities in me. As in to provoke them, they are. I don't think so. I I will be able to do do that. It's not a question if I'm going to do that, but. Uh, I don't think they have to speak so much to be a psychologist. So the question is very demanding right now. You're trying to skip the question. What I'm trying to say is if it is a needed factor, suppose one of your exams demands that you open up somebody who is refusing to open up. I have a friend who is into a similar field. I'm unsure of what she does really because all these things are jumbled in my head. She says there are times when people take four, four, five, five sessions to just open up what is their issue. They will not open up at all. Now, at that point of time, both of you can't be sitting quiet. Uh, empathy is good. Obviously, it is needed and you seem to have it. How are you going to work on your skills to ensure? Because we are talking about emotions as a subject right now. So, I would presume that the person that I am coming to with problems that deal with my emotion and sorted her issues for sure. I think in, not in terms of life issues, there are a lot of other things that may be coming up. But in terms of at least sensitivity issues that she's willing to speak, is there anything that has given you confidence that you'll be able to do it? And what is that episode or example that has made you sure that, no, you'll be able to do it when it comes? Because otherwise, we are just taking a word for it. Um, do you practice these skills on others? Sorry? Do you practice these skills on others, your friends, if they are going to do the, to some, through some problems that you are unaware of? And, you're trying to help them open up or your relatives or your siblings or anybody. Have you used that talent at some point that gives you confidence? Your parents, whoever, it could be adults, it could be uh, younger people. Just the fact that somehow you know that this is how I will deal with it. An episode like that happened and what is that episode? Um... So I have a younger sister. Okay. And she is completely opposite of me. I mean, she's extroverted. She's confident. Okay. And uh, my parents, they okay. always say that she has learned this all from me. I mean, I, I'm not like this, but they think that a part of part of her was because I'm her elder sister. So I think I had a little bit part of making her confident. 
uh, why are you so hesitant to claim your credit? I'm not hesitant. Well, I had to provoke you with three questions for you to come up with this answer, and that is also a back, backhanded kind of answer that my parents think this. Do you also think that she has benefited from your company and she has gained in confidence? Yes. What have you done to make that happen? I will not. You cannot remember a thing. I mean, she has been with me since my whole life. So I cannot think of a single thing of what I did to her. Okay. You created a space for her where she feels calm and confident in front of you to say things which may hurt you or your parents or other friends. And she thinks, no, I can share it with Kushi. Yes. Understand. Yes. So is that what you're doing? Sorry? Is that what you're doing? You create spaces yes. for people to yes. be able to express themselves? Yes. Okay. Uh, what are your fears? What are your worst fears? My worst fears. Fears or doubts? My worst fears. Is uh, my worst fears as me. I know I am capable of doing things, but something comes in between. Who brings that something in between? My own... I mean, I doubt myself a little too much. Hmm. That I am going to do this or I'm, am I not going to do this? I know I can do this, but... Still, every day, I think about it. Let's keep that aside for a minute. Do you ever conquered this? Say you had a doubt about anything, clearing your final uh, graduation exam, anything, any subject, any other subject, and you telling your parents that you wanted to do this, anything at all, and then you overcame this. Do you have any example at all? Yes, last, uh, the last semester of my bachelor's uh, sixth semester. The day my exams were going to start, last night I was crying. I was like, I cannot do this. I'm afraid I will fail. This is last semester. And then I gave exams. And when results came in, I had 9.3 GPA. I mean, I was scoring the highest from uh, the people who chose the same subject as me. Okay. So, so at that point, I thought I, I overcame that thing. Okay, yes, I want to know the mind state during that night. What was the trouble and what convinced you Yes, you will go ahead and still give the exam? So the last semester, the previous semester, semester, I did terrible. I terrible in uh, all the subjects. I don't know how, but I did that. So maybe that was one thing. Another thing, uh, another thing I had to, you know, after uh, Corona, two years I gave online examination. So the fifth semester it was offline. I had to write four or five pages of each answer. Mm -hmm. I was not prepared. But this semester I was prepared. But something was like, what if I 
what if i forget all of this what if I, what if i go blank in the examination what if i fail i have to do re examination so that all went to in my head and i had a breakdown so what did you tell yourself to convince yourself no i will still go and give the exam it doesn't matter were you confident why you giving the exam sorry were you confident why you giving the exam yes so what changed if one night back you were unhappy or afraid or doubtful so when you were giving the so, exam what what did the where did the confidence arise from from my parents and my sister they comforted me they told you can do it okay and also and also i thought ki no i have done i have done preparation for this this examination i'm not going to fail definitely i'm not going to fail i maybe i'll maybe score less mark but you know we will see what we will do in the examination and then my first exam went it went great so that gave me confidence for my other examination why is the same attitude not continuing in life why do you always need somebody else to come and tell you this so as i told you i doubt myself i need someone you not to doubt yourself but after the doubt happens why can't you come and tell yourself no matter what your doubts you always overcame them and have come up why stay in a space that is draining your energy is my question like at some point if the first exam proves that you can do the rest of the exams well there's no such guarantee anyway honestly uh, my understanding of the problem for most people and since we started with that is your generation more sensitive but all of us as parents guardians teachers friends social media everything is it positive positive let's think positive mm-hmm. let's think positive Life is what it is, isn't it? I may think as yes. positive as I want. Before we started this podcast, I had fever, and I, madam, this has mm. started, and I didn't even, madam, I was just waiting for you to join the Zoom call. In fact, my daughter came and said the same thing. She said, "If you can't manage it, why are you doing?" I said, "I can manage it. She found time, and I want to do this." And I was very comfortable. There was no, there was no doubt in my mind at all. About the fever. Now, do I know that after the podcast is over, that will I have fever or not? No, I don't. Do I think it might still be there? Yeah, it might still be there. But it does not matter. I have done what can be done, and I'll leave it there. So my thinking positive or thinking negative is just one color I give life. But life is something else altogether. But it is just a point of view. The point of view can change every thirty seconds. We are not dependable in terms of views. So my question to you, coming back to what you were sharing, that if you have had experiences which have convinced you that you can fight your doubts and win, why is it not part of your thinking pattern now? And what is stopping it from becoming your thinking pattern? And I genuinely mean it as. some human being interested in another human being's progress not to put you down or that you oh, why didn't you think of it 
it's more like why we are both trying to research the subject which happens to be your mind state not really you just the mind state Um, you got to answer some. I can't help you with all answers. <laughs> Why is the doubt becoming more powerful and the ability to handle doubt not being give, given enough credit? When you are winning also, it's not that you are not winning. You did say that you, you came at the top of your class. I don't like toppers. You are an exception. If you fall, I've never been topper. Sorry? I've never been topper. Good, but I'm saying you did well. So my question is that why is insistent about this? Because if you find the answer here, it, it would help a lot of people out there who are struggling with the same issue. They are doing well, but they refuse to acknowledge the good part about themselves. And I'm not even into the positive thinking. I think you got a result. Working for it. So why should that not be part of your thinking process? Should it? Okay, let me ask it this way. Do you think it should be part of your thinking process and you deserve to think, yes, you are yes. a... Yes. You are going to give it to other cushies tomorrow if they are your patients or whatever they are called, your clients. So today, so you got to give it to the first kushi that you know. <laughs> Don't you think so? It is unfair. Yes, it is unfair. So do you think you will try and think of this problem like you think of other problems? As a scientific problem, as a manageable problem and come up with a solution. How can I embed this solution along with the problem? Um... Okay. So, do you think all problems in the world have solutions? Yes. If they have problems, they have to have solutions. Okay. Is there a modus operandi for you in terms of handling your tender emotions? Like, okay, I'm feeling very... Like I told you, I had fever and I was, I was just breathing normally. Just breathing. You're alive and it's okay. A bit of body pain. It's acceptable. We'll figure out after the podcast is over. If you need to rest, you rest a bit. If you just need to sit quietly and just keep breathing normally. Don't do much. It's not in my hand, maybe. So if the fever comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Tomorrow is also a hectic day. Uh, there's a party at home and so all of those things are there at the back of my mind. Like you, I have the same doubts and same fears, but not as intense. Yeah, fear, doubt, this is your place. You come here on the table and sit. Positive things, you come on the table and sit. Life is life. I'll do what I can do and just leave it there. I will not color it either this way or that. Why? Uh, the first question is, do you have any such thought process which convinces you? Suppose that first exam were not to be good, would you have gone ahead and say, oh, many are going to fail, why does it matter? And if not, what would you have told yourself to continue and give the second exam well? What I 
said to can you repeat your question your connection was a bit no i am asking you so uh, suppose that first exam didn't go well there are mm -hmm. three four five exams two exams whatever so you have to still give those exams what would you have told yourself to continue giving those exams right i said that you were doing great you gave the first examination you studied all and you were able to write all this thing so maybe other exams are not that much of a deal you are going to do it like this only so i think i need to first you know if there are some problems i need to just take one step for me to get that into my brain that you are able to do it but which is all right no which is what it is all about we all our fears paralyzes us no? all our doubts paralyzes us tomorrow i'm trying out something new of late it's a subject that there is no material no easy material available on the internet and i'm literally i have gone back 25 years in trying to work all of this okay okay what do i want to say how will i say this i'm creating new that would be part of the thing that i am trying now i don't have an answer to this whoever i speak to either says nice i have no clue what they mean then i have to keep digging and say you know what is nice about what do you like about so then say actually na i don't like this part ha what is that part that you don't like so then i pick up that part and work on whatever the part that is not like so that it becomes the best that it is possible and sometimes it may not be tomorrow is the presentation i have to present so whatever i am ready i have to go and present so is there you can't be passing your exams just because you are confident or not confident is there a way that you actually sit down and work on your problem let's stick to studies in the same problem that we are talking about so you had a bad last semester what are the things that you did ABC, I started studying early. I took it slowly. Okay. I then kept it for the last moment to study. And um, yeah, that was it. Okay. I was studying with a friend, so maybe that build that builded a confidence in me yes. that. Uh, you can you can explain those terms to that friend if she does not know it and she can explain it to me hmm. so in that way I, that way next semester went good but uh, other things but has to come always right hmm Once you finish saying good things about yourself, the but has to come in the end. Whereas when you're saying bad things about yourself, you don't say but study it and to provoke that. So it's a self-image problem. Do you think? Can it can it be a little yeah. better? I'm playing psychologist or psychologist. Don't make me do that. I'm not qualified. Uh. Okay, let's go somewhere else for a little while. How are your relations with your sister? Uh, you said she is uh, extroverted, and 
what do you learn from her? What is the good thing about her that inspired you? I believe she's younger to you, right? Yes. So uh, what is it that she does that gives you confidence? And it could be anything. You could say, oh, she loves me. That itself is confidence. I'm okay with that. But I will then ask more questions about that. So what is that thing that your younger sibling does that gives you hope, confidence, anything at all? She speaks for herself. I mean, she does not think before speaking. And I wish I had that trait because I think a lot before speaking. And so I speak very little. That is one trait that I really like about her. Also, she is very confident in whatever she does. I mean, she does not have any aspect of self-doubt, not in studies in anything else. And uh, yeah, that's it. They are the two things that are really... Why did you say yes to the podcast? I, I am seeing. Why did you say yes to being a guest on the podcast? I had fairly good, confident guys say, no, 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 I can't come on camera. So many of them. Teenagers, a little older, and my age group. So you didn't say, you said, yes, I'm ready. Because uh, the poem I sent you today huh. is about that only. Regrets. <laughs> Well, so then make that the mantra of your life. Go out and discover and explore things about yourself. Yes. It's all right. I don't know what that was about. I didn't go down that track of thought. It was just an expression. My response to you was as a writer to another writer. Right? So if I wouldn't have responded to that, you wouldn't have said yes to the podcast. No. You would have. Not like that. Yes. So I wrote that poem. I wrote that poem hmm. and said and that was the thing because I said it. Yes. I mean I was like, I don't want to have any regrets now. Wonderful. I want to try new things. Wonderful. So you're already on the path. Why are you making me say so many things? You're already working on yourself. You're taking chances. Um, what does your sister think about your personality? She's younger, but since she's outspoken, I'm sure she must have come and spoken to you about it. Or she doesn't? Yes, she has. What does she have to say? Um about me yeah about your personality traits i don't know maybe i should ask her <laughs> when you did say that she's come and spoken to you about yourself what is directly but you know, maybe uh, she, I think she thinks I'm a good listener. Mm. And I give nice, nice advice. 
and what kind of people are they? Are they like you, sensitive, or they are more outspoken? No one is sensitive. All of them are outspoken. <laughs> so, uh, why do they still befriend you? Why? I don't know. Maybe Hello. You need to answer. I listen to them. Yeah. So you make them feel comfortable. Mm. I think all the questions I'm asking you, you to start asking all of them and grill them now. Your friends, your sister, your parents. Um, it will help you clear and have create the space, the ambience. Uh, that should work. And already they all love you and you are part of their lives and they are they are aware of your nature. But you are the one who has to go out and dig so that you understand how the world perceives you. Especially the ones who are in uh, close contact with you day after day. It will help you uh, choose the points that you want to keep in your personality. Change some stuff. Like you are already trying new things. Thank you. I caught you on the right day. <laughs> I've been wanting this series to go forward. It means a lot to me um, to speak to your generation and be trusted with um, the kind of conversation we are having. Um, it's going to help a lot of people, is what my understanding is. And when they listen to you and they find that you have the same. Uh, Same, uh, sometimes lack of confidence, sometimes uh, shyness, uh, sometimes introverted uh, way of looking at things. And yet you are going out and offering a service which is going to be probably one of the biggest services in the next generation, um, as far as I see it. So it's a very powerful thing that you're doing. Um, I thank you in advance for it, for making the world a better place. Uh, we've had a wonderful conversation. What about you? How did you like this conversation? Has it been comfortable, uncomfortable? Any any words? There? Uh, it was a wonderful conversation. I was comfortable. <laughs> wonderful. wonderful. I hope this helps you. This helps uh, many uh, other people out there. It helps me as well. I'm so glad we had this conversation. And um, I I actually like people like you who who weigh their words and speak, I speak too much, most of the time. Uh, although I also do share this shyness, but I kind of hide it well, I would think. Thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest and uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much.